Hello everyone, welcome back to Board Guy Rambles Into Phone. This week's episode is brought to you by... <sighs> Literally, just a loud, heavy sigh. Anyways, uh... That's what you get when your team is eliminated from the playoffs. Put it that way. Uh, anyways, uh... Going to talk a little bit about wrestling and a little bit about hockey again this will not be nearly as long as the previous episode i'm very sure of it uh i just thought i'd i mean because i was obviously i would do a second round review since i did the first one and there's not it's only been two weeks i'm not there's not too much to talk about wrestling but i guess i guess we'll start with that uh i suppose uh backlash was fun if it, it might not have been the most important pay-per-view ever or anything but like that but it was a lot of fun uh uh in fact i'm gonna get the, the match order up here so i don't just waffle on that immediately because feels like that's gonna happen if i don't so Hold on, just two seconds. Okay. Okay, we did start with Bianca and Io. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah, uh, Bianca and Io had was the opening match of the show. Honestly, quite possibly the best match on the card. If not, it was the second best. You know, I mean, like, I knew Bianca was winning this. Uh, that wasn't a surprise, but I, I, and, like, honestly, I was still upset EO lost. Anyways, even though I don't, like, it, like, it's not, that's not what this match was for. This match is to, uh, just to, uh, extend the damage control breakup story that's, uh, playing out. Uh, but the match was great. Uh, the crowd loved EO, which was awesome, which was another thing that added to it. Uh, I will say I didn't quite like the ending because it didn't really make too much sense. They could have done more to make it, like, so, Bailey fucked something up here for EO anyway uh, because I mean she, I know she grabs Bianca's braid and tries to hold her down and the ref kind of points at her but nothing here says EO can't just do the moonsault it's not like the ref was like hey if you do this move I'm disqualifying you that he didn't say that he just kind of pointed at Bailey. He doesn't get in between Eo and Bianca, so it doesn't delay Eo from being able to hit the moonsault. She does kind of look at Bailey for half of a second, but no, like they, I, like as good as the match was, they could have done this part a little bit better. Like I know it's supposed to be, hey, Bailey grab Bianca's braid and. It stopped Eo from being able to do this quickly enough before Bianca could get up and so on, but that really wasn't 
the case here. It, that didn't play off very well. Like, all he had to do was have the referee move forward so he's behind Io and between Io and Bianca. That's all you had to do here, and you didn't do that. So, like, almost perfect, but not quite. Uh, Seth versus Amos was what it was. Uh, Seth had to hit multiple curb stomps, including one off the top rope to win. It, it was fine. Uh, Austin Theory won his match exactly the way I said he was going to. Bobby and Bronson Reed just a beat the shit out of each other, and one of them hit a big move on the other, Bobby hit a spear, and then Theory threw him into the post, I think, whatever, and then won. That's exactly what that match was always going to be. Uh, Rhea versus Zelina was fun. It was short, but it was fun. Uh, that's pretty much, I mean, that was always what it was going to be. Uh, the What should have been the main event, Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest, was uh, if it wasn't it's either the best match or the uh, the second best match behind Bianca versus EO. That's not, and it's not really up for debate. It was great. It was, uh, the, the, like everything about this match was great. Except like, except for like when they were kind of standing there waiting for Savio Vega to do something. Anyways, uh, Carlito came back. That was cool. Uh, literally that wasn't even intentional. Anyways, uh, yeah, um, uh, Bloodline versus, uh, Riddle, Sammy, and Kevin was fine. I mean, it, it was good, but it, like, this shouldn't have been on after that match. It was, it, like, the crowd was still into it, so it's not like they lost the crowd, but it, should have it shouldn't have been on after that match and also i mean considering what they're doing now i guess the bloodline would have had to win there but still the faces should have won this match uh and cody versus brock was a match that happens and for some reason cody won and it didn't make any sense it was just a bullshit hey brock has you locked in the submission let's pin his pin his shoulders to the to the mat and say that's the loss i mean technically he lost did he really lose not really cody you can fuck all the way off this match was pointless and we're gonna get another one now uh so uh yeah we that it, it was a fun show outside of that final match which brock should have won and you know that 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 is what it is. Uh, the tournament matches have all happened already, and we have Seth versus AJ in the finals in Saudi Arabia. That's not really a surprise. Also, Seth Seth is obviously winning. People people seemed confused that Cody wasn't winning this. Of course, he wasn't. Cody Cody doesn't give a shit about that belt. He wants the belt that's on that Roman has. Not that he should ever win that belt from Roman. Ever. Uh, yeah, Brock cost him. That's not a surprise. Seth versus Finn was the the semifinals on Raw. It, it was good. It, I mean, it was cool that they had the Universal title rematch uh, in the semifinals there. So, uh, yeah. Uh, SmackDown 
this past backdown was maybe my favorite episode of like full episode of a show they've done in a long time that's like an actual televised show not just like a pay-per-view uh the, the edge and aj and ray match was great uh and, uh first and foremost roman's promo was awesome and AJ, obviously AJ won. Uh, I would have liked Bianca to be able to talk more than two, uh, more talk at all. She didn't even get to talk. Uh, I could tell they were trying to fit in a lot of stuff on this show because there were so many people who had their entrances cut. Uh, and then, yeah. And also, like Bianca's ha- supposed to have this whole celebration, and Asuka comes out immediately and just misses her in the face, and that's the entire segment. I mean, like the miss stuff, that's fine. It's just like you put all these balloons and shit in the ring, and you're gonna have a celebration, and you didn't even give Bianca any time to talk at all. She could have at least been allowed to talk for a couple minutes. Uh. Bailey and Dakota obviously lost to Liv and Raquel, even though they should have won. Though, one of the main flaws of this SmackDown is that you immediately had my two favorite people, Bianca, or Bailey and I love Bianca too, but Bailey and Edge both got pinned. Thank you. I'm so happy about this. Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, um, so yeah. Uh, we're getting Roman and Solo against the, uh, Sammy and Kevin at Night of Champions for the t- tag titles now, so maybe they'll win? That might, that'd be weird, but, well, that'll be interesting to see what happens, at least. Uh, Gunther's gonna face Ali. Ali got a, uh, battle, won the Battle Royal today on Raw to get an IC title shot, which he's gonna lose, but that's fine. Uh, strange that there was so much pyro after it. Uh, for whatever reason, they think that putting J.D. McDonough in Judgment Day might be a good idea, when the, because, you know, they don't already have one shithead in Dominic, let's get another fucking shitter in there in J.D. McDonough? No. No. They, 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 they barely survived Dominic. They don't need this dumbass in there, too. Uh... I think I saw that Ronda and Shayna showed up and attacked Raquel. Because Liv might be hurt. I don't know if that's storyline or not. But, like, Ronda and Shayna showed up and attacked Raquel. And I'm like, Ronda, what are you doing here? You're not under contract. Why are you here? Why are you here? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh... Trish versus Becky is official for Night of Champions 2, so you had this whole thing, so Trish could have a match in Saudi Arabia? Thank you? No. Stop it. Stop having people come back to do things in Saudi Arabia. This match is for SummerSlam, not for that. Anyways, uh... So then we'll get Bianca versus Oscar there too. 
Sucks it is in Saudi Arabia. It looks like a pretty good show otherwise. But anyways, uh, that's pretty much all there is to talk about wrestling-wise. Just kind of breeze through it. So, because, I mean, this is, this is mainly, uh, hey, the second round of the NHL playoffs are over podcast, so let's, let's talk about that now. Uh, uh, I, I guess I shouldn't do, like, weird motivational speech things to end my podcasts. Because that worked so well as you can see for Toronto that that clearly works so well any but we'll we'll get to them at the end obviously uh Carolina counted them out way too soon apparently uh beat New Jersey pretty handily as it turns out in five games I mean New Jersey got the one game where they won like eight to four Thought maybe that was a sign that was going to be a long series, but then Carolina's just like, no. Uh, New Jersey's goaltending just dried up as quickly as it became really, really good in the first round. It just... uh, Schmid was good in the first round, and then he wasn't so much in the second, and then Banachek still wasn't as good. Uh, Carolina... Apparently, it doesn't matter how injured they are. They will just beat you. Uh, I'm, I am still have to question whether their goaltending will be good enough going forward, considering, uh, bear, I mean, I guess even in the first round, they went to Frederick Anderson at some point, and I didn't even notice. Uh, I, don't, I couldn't tell you what game that was, but I'm pretty sure Anderson started in game one of round two, so that means at some point in round one, he started playing, and I wasn't paying attention because, I mean, I, I don't watch every game. By the time the game gets, like, a, there's a multi-goal lead, I usually stop watching it. Because uh, there's other games on, it's like, this isn't close anymore. So, like, the tension's gone. This is going to happen, and I'll maybe tune in if they put uh, if a comeback starts to happen. But until then, meh. So, uh, well, Carolina moves on to the conference finals in the East. And I wasn't expecting them to make it, maybe, make it at all. So, uh, I thought New Jersey had a lot left to go. Not this year, but in the next few years, perhaps. Uh, But that's the last series we can talk about in the East, because the other one is the one that's going to be me talking a lot. So, uh, Vegas versus Edmonton. Uh, was surprised to see how many, how, there was a lot more goals for both teams in this series, and I would have thought it would just been Edmonton scoring a lot, and then Vegas was lucky to get a few, but, uh, Edmonton seems to still have the same problems they always have, uh, go, uh, letting up too many goals. It was like six to four the first game, and they kept playing Skinner every time. Not that Jack Campbell was great for them during the regular season, but, like, you're gonna keep going back to Skinner every time that he lets up a ton of goals, too? Like, it made sense in round one uh, after Campbell went into that one game and helped them win to go back to them, because you're looking at a 
a long run and you're trying to, and you want uh, Skinner to ha- maintain his confidence and hopefully that that was a one-time thing, but it wasn't a one-time thing. So you can't keep doing the same things. You only have so many games here and around. Uh, you can't just, like, by the time you realize, hey, maybe I should go to the other guy, it might be too late at that point. Uh, and you, and they never end up going to the other guy anyway, but still. Uh, now, that being said, Alex Petrangelo tried to kill Dreisaitl, or at least break his hand or wrist. And he only got one game suspension for that, and that is ridiculous. Uh, it's it's really strange how this keeps happening, but like at, at this point, the Oilers keep doing the same things, like the Leafs keep doing the same things, and keep throwing out. A, a better, somewhat better version of their team from the previous year and getting, for the most part, the same results and those results being not good enough compared to where they should be. Now, now the two teams obviously have different problems and different things, and I would say both both of those teams had the, the best version of those teams on paper this year, but they... Both ended up out in the same round, and we'll get to the Leafs, obviously, but, uh, it's really weird that, because, like, both in Game 5 and Game 6, Edmonton has a 2-1 lead, and obviously, I mean, it's only a 2-1 lead, but then they let up three goals really quickly, in game five, and that suddenly it's four to two. They only score one goal on the five on five minute penalty that uh, Vegas got there, and that was it. And then they they have a two one lead in game six, and it's looking okay. Like maybe they'll be able to force game seven, but then Marchessault gets a natural hat trick in the second period, and that's that's the end of it basically. Uh, And it's not, uh, I mean, outside of Game 6, I mean, in Game 6, Aiden Hill, after those two goals in the beginning of the game, shut shut everything down. He played great there, but before that game, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that they, that Vegas had such exceptional goaltending that uh, they were unbeatable. So, given that, it feels like Edmonton should have been able to get past them, and yet they were not. So, I, I, I feel Edmonton, just like the Leafs are going to have to do, they're both going to have to... I feel like they both need major changes this offseason. And I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. I don't know if they are going to do that. But it feels like... the. <laughs> Because it, it, it feels like so many years of, of just the same thing with them. And you, I, I don't even know. It it kind of feels like both for Edmonton and for Toronto, they need, like, at least a top five le- 
goaltender in the league to be able to get further than they're getting in the playoffs at this point. So, uh, because I mean, really, that's all it seems. That definitely seems to be like all that's stopping Edmonton is their goaltending, and Skinner was good, and like I and I like. Like the past, like the last twenty games of the regular season, Skinner was so good that everyone was picking Edmonton to win the cup. And at first, I didn't believe this, but I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. And I picked them. I picked them to win. I like that's the last time I buy into what everyone else is saying. Like, so, uh, like I didn't like not that my my other predicted final was gonna be it. That didn't work out either anyway. Like, at first I was picking Boston and Dallas, and Dallas might still make it because Dallas moved on, but obviously Boston didn't, so. Uh, anyways. Uh, one day they'll get there, I hope. Just like the Leafs, one day, I hope. But we'll get to that. Uh, Dallas and Seattle had a seven-game series, and Dallas moved on. Uh, all respect to the Kraken, they're like they went so much further than I'm sure anyone expected them to. They got to a game seven in the second round when most people had them running off against Colorado. They they get to game seven with Colorado and uh, win that one, and then what's game seven, right? Um, I don't know. I don't even remember if that was Game 7. It's been a very long two weeks, but uh, they got, it doesn't matter. They got to the second round, and they made it to Game 7 of that. They had, It was no score until, like, four minutes left of the second period, and uh, Dallas gets two uh, scores. Dallas gets another one in the third, and then... I, Seattle finally scores in like the final minute of the game, but they they can't get another one, so that's it. But hey, it's it's your second it's your second season in the league. You made it to Game Seven of Round Two. You uh you should be very proud of that, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Dallas doesn't necessarily look as great as I felt like they could have been. Uh, I mean, they did make the third round, but Again, you still went to a game seven with a team that you shouldn't have, really. Real, I mean, realistically speaking, you should have beaten them in five, probably, maybe six. But hey, you you won at least, and you got to the Western Conference Finals. You're playing Vegas. We get a repeat, a rematch of the the bubble playoffs. Western Conference Finals of Vegas versus Dallas, and one word actually feels like Dallas deserves to be there this time, unlike in 2020. Because in 2020, when they faced Vegas in that in that conference final, it very much felt like they were just lucky to be there, and it was really only because Colorado had like both of their both their starting goalie and their backup goalie were got injured, and they ended up playing against Michael Hutchinson with which I mean I think Hutchinson won one game there but that was the best he could do uh as a Leafs fan I know Michael Hutchinson very well and 
You should be happy you won one game with him. Colorado. Uh, but yeah, and actually, uh, Grubauer is probably one of those Colorado goalies, I'm thinking. Uh, that, that Dallas might have, that might have been injured in that series and Dallas just beat that goalie in the series. Uh, Joe Pavelski with the four goal game in, uh, in game one, but they still lost, uh, crazy stat that, uh, Joe Pavelski comes back from an injury in the a big injury in the first round comes back and has this big offensive explosion like like in uh, that would be 2019 series uh, with Vegas. Then he comes back against uh, against Colorado and he got a goal and assist in that game. And then in this year he has four goals in the game he comes back in. And both of them are against Philip Grubauer. And that's pretty crazy. Dreisaitl also had a four-goal game in the second... In the first game of the Edmonton-Vegas series and lost two. So, four-goal games and lose. Whoops. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so Dallas and Vegas definitely... Dallas definitely deserves to be here this time. Uh, Vegas is good. They're they're better than I even thought they were. Offensively. Uh, because uh, I had I did have Dallas getting to the the conference finals but i had them losing to edmonton in the actual bracket so now i have to actually consider who goes to the finals again because i obviously it's a different matchup i don't mind which team makes it to the finals here i will be fine with either of them uh i want dallas more than i want vegas because in the grand scheme of things, I would rather Joe Pavelski win a cup because I've been a big fan of his for a long time. I mean, as I was, I am a Sharks fan. Uh, at one point, they were my second favorite team. Uh, so, like, I would want him to win a cup more than I would want Vegas to win one at all. Uh, I like Vegas, but. I wouldn't say there's anyone on their team like I'm a big fan of or anything. I just I just happen to like their team, but uh, it's taken an, until this year for me to even really like Dallas, uh, and that's mainly I mean Pavelski's been there for several years now, but it, uh, it's mainly for that. And I am now a big fan of Jason Robertson, so uh, and Jake Ottinger is great, so I'm rooting for Dallas more than I'm rooting for Vegas, but I won't be unhappy with whoever wins this. Realistically, I would think Vegas, or, uh, Dallas would win this because I just think Ottinger is better than... Ottinger is probably the best goaltender that remains in the playoffs at this point. Although he did seem to struggle a bit with Seattle, so even then, 
that's hard to say. Uh, I mean, he has been really good. I would say he was great in tonight's Game 7. It was 2 nothing until the final minute, so... Uh, but I do kind of feel like he has... Like, we... we Everyone made a, a big deal about him in Game 7 against Calgary last year, and rightly so. That's where all of this comes from, and I think just I think he was pretty much great all season, and that's why I, I, I have him in definitely in the top five of goaltenders in the league right now, if not top three. So... This is a really, really tough matchup. It's like I, they definitely have, both have a lot of offensive threats. I think Dallas, maybe more so. Uh, Vegas, I would say, has better defense as a whole. But Dallas's defense is still good. I would. I, I'm thinking Dallas wins, but I don't know. Vegas could surprise me here. Like, like a lot of the past few years where Vegas has been in the playoffs and they've been kind of disappointing, their scoring has kind of dried up, and that so far has not happened yet. Uh, if it ha- if not, if it happens in this series, then definitely, definitely Dallas wins. Uh, but Vegas, they, they, it hasn't seemed to be an issue so far. So, I don't know. But my guess is Dallas, but that, that it is what it is. And now we get to this one. Toronto loses to Florida in five games. And I don't... I'm not sure if on the the previous episode where I said... Uh, I'm pretty sure I said that I wanted them to face Boston more than I wanted to fa- them to face Florida. Now I think we know why, right? I'm pretty sure I said that. If not, then I guess I meant to, and I didn't say it. But regardless, uh, I'm not... (sighs) I don't even... It's hard to even know what to say about this, because, like I, I said, you won a round, finally. But that's all you did. You won a round. Don't go, go don't go for sending, hey, we won a round. We're good. That's all we have to do for this season to be a success. No. You needed to do better than that. Like, and realistically, the only way losing in the second round would have been okay. Is if you were playing Boston and you put up a very good fight. <clears throat> uh, 
but you didn't end up playing Boston. You got Florida. And you have home ice advantage. And you're the you're definitely the favorite to win the series. And because Boston is gone, Colorado's gone, the Rangers are gone. I don't even really know if they were a favorite to win the cup really, but they were gone. Tampa was gone because you you eliminated them. You were pretty much the favorite to win the Stanley Cup outside of maybe Edmonton. If you looked at every team, because on paper, realistically, yeah, you were probably the favorite to win except for maybe Edmonton. Edmonton might have been the favorite to win above you, but other than that, out of the remaining teams, not of not out of the 16, because when you looked at the 16, they definitely were not the favorite to win, because you had, obviously, Boston was the heavy favorite to win, and then... Uh, I mean, maybe after like after that, you could argue that they're the second favorite to win, but they definitely were not the favorite to win over Boston. I were the I'm not even sure that well, I guess they were technically the favorite to beat Tampa, so I guess that means they're more of a favorite to win the Stanley Cup over Tampa. Although there's probably a strange case, there's probably like weird people who would be like Tampa is more favored to win the cup, but Ta- uh, Toronto's more favored to win the series. I don't know. That's pro- there's probably someone with a take out there that with that opinion. Anyways, uh, regardless. And then you do this. And it was a lot of, more of the same from the Tampa series where you couldn't get out of your own zone for pretty much any games, at least of what I watched. Now, I, I, I think I mentioned in, in the first series that I didn't watch many of the games because I, uh, it seemed that they won when I didn't watch and they didn't win when I did watch. So I'm like, Oh, they won the first round. I don't feel so like, this is like everything is as do or die as it was. It's like like if they don't win around this year, I'm like fuck. But like you know, at least they did this. I feel like now I could at least watch the games, and even if they like they went to seven games or something and still lost, I'd like whatever. But I'd still I felt like I was able to like at least watch these games and enjoy these games. And they lose the first two games at home. I thought, I'm like, well, I, I guess I can't watch these games either. And they still lost the third game when I didn't watch them. That one was on my birthday. That's the first time a team that was that's cur- was currently my favorite team lost on my birthday since before 2009. So thank you, Leafs. Uh, anyways. Uh... I mean, it's just so much of the same. Like, you keep not being able to get out of your own zone. You make passes to places that don't make any sense. Uh, You try to get the perfect shot when it's just like, try to get a shot on and get a rebound. Uh, Stop pretending Sergei Bobrovsky is suddenly the best goaltender in the world when we know that he's not. I know it's like, apparently this is the best... A sequence, uh, or 
stretch of games Bobrovsky has even played for the Panthers since he signed there. That's ridiculous. Uh, and apparently this is the lowest se uh, sequence of 10 games or however many games of the Leafs in, in terms of scoring. And this goes back into the Tampa series since like before 2013. That's ridiculous. Uh, and yes, Bobrovsky did make some really great, good saves in the series. To, that There's no doubt about that. But let's not pretend that he was some kind of goaltending god in the series either. Like, from just from what I watched, I know for a fact that that wasn't the thing. Like, you're, you're, you're making a big deal about him saving everything. When half of the shots that he's saving... He's standing there, and the Leafs, they take a shot, and the shot is going to where, like, into his chest, where he is already standing. That doesn't take skill. That just happens, that just means you happen to be where the shot was going already. I could have done that if I knew how to ice skate. And again, that's not saying he didn't make really great saves, but it's like, half of these aren't really him doing anything. Half of them just him standing there. That's... Which, I mean, it's the job, but still. Uh, you couldn't get more than two past him in any of these games? Any of them? Uh, like, I'm not surprised they let up the first one in the first game. And then that third one was whatever. You tie the game, Matthew Nice gets this, what, like his first goal, and it was awesome. And you tied the game, and then you immediately let up a breakaway, and then the fourth one somehow isn't goalie interference, which I'm pretty sure he knocked the goalie down right before it happened, but, you know, it's whatever. It's not like they... I don't think they made... They got a, No, they didn't get a third goal, so it's not like that goal may, even matters. Uh, uh, so... Second game, you, you got two goals in the first period. It was great. Then this one random-ass goal comes in just because you weren't looking over here. I guess Tavares fell down, but that shouldn't be... That isn't really why that goal happened. It's just like, you can't... Like, why are we just keep letting these goals... Why is he going around here and then he sends it backwards and, like, this whole sign is open? What the fuck is happening here? Of, of course, he had a really great period. So, of course, one random stupid goal has to happen. And then... Uh, first minute of the second pe second period, they they tied tied in the first minute on the fir like the first shot because two people got tripped and no no call happens of course. Uh, so they they tie it and then on the next shift they they make it three two and that's the end of the game right there. If you just call the fucking tripping penalty because two Leafs fell down, two of them, because someone from from freaking Florida knocked freaking trips them, both of them. And you didn't even call one of them. You don't have to call both of them, but you have to call one of them. Learn what penalties are. Call the goddamn game. I don't care about your evening up bullshit. Call the fucking penalties when you see them. And, uh, the, it, so, like, as far as I'm concerned, the Leafs should have won that game 2-1 because that second goal shouldn't have happened because the penalty should have been called, and then that third goal doesn't happen if that second goal doesn't happen. So that's a 2-1 win as far as I'm concerned, but, you know, whatever. Don't call, don't call all the penalties that you're supposed to call. And and also, don't call penalties on Sam Bennett when he smashes Matthew Nice into the boards and immediately smashes him onto the ice and punches him in the back of the head. And don't suspend him for it either. That doesn't make sense. 
Why would we do that? That's just allowed. Why are the Leafs not doing this shit to other people? It, I mean, if, 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 if randomly slamming people into the boards and get to, to the point where you injure them is legal, why are you not doing this too? Because they're just going to do it to you if you don't. You better do this too. But you don't, and you lose because of it. They're allowed to throw temper tantrums and nothing happens. Like, um, Ratko Gudis, like, boards uh, David Camp in Game 3, I think it was. Maybe Game 4. Camp goes uh, to the dressing room, and the Panthers end up on a power play. How the fuck does that happen? You know, if the whole Sam Bennett and Matthew Nice thing didn't happen, I wouldn't have even been mad that the or at the Panthers in general, and I wouldn't care if they ultimately ended up winning the Stanley Cup. Because I like I don't dislike the Panthers or they they have they aren't one of the teams that I dislike, but because the Sam Bennett and Matthew Nice things happen, the Panthers are not allowed to win the cup. Because no one who does that intentionally don't get it twisted. He meant to do that. You you don't, like, slam someone into the boards and then into the ice and punch them in the back of the head. You don't do that by accident. He meant to do that. And he got hurt. So he intentionally injured the guy. And he, and he got away with it. He did not even get suspended for it. Because this bullshit happens, I can't... I can't accept the Panthers winning the cup. If the Panthers do win the cup, we do not have a Stanley Cup champion. It's just the way it is. Sorry, guys. Sorry, everyone else on the team. Like, even if Raku Gudas is trash, Sam Bennett just ruined it for you. You're not allowed to win this year. You just aren't. Florida, once again, has gone zero days without being a national embarrassment. Fucking joke. Florida wins the series in game five. They win in overtime three to three. I don't know how you win three to three, but they did win three to three because that goal, of course, is a goal, but it isn't allowed to count. Uh, Whatever. Florida moves on to the third round. A second team hands them the victory. A second team beats themselves, and Florida moves on because of it. Florida ends up facing Carolina now. Carolina is going to be the first team Florida has to face that does not hand them the series, I assume, because Boston refused to stop playing their injured goaltender and lost because of it. And Toronto just... Well... Also, Toronto probably had an injured goalie at the same time and continued to play him, too. I forgot to mention how Samsonov got hurt in the third game. I think I think a Toronto guy actually ran. I think Shen ran into him. And then that's the, se- the second Samsonov was out and Wool had to play. I'm like, well, that that's it anyways. Even if they somehow win this, it doesn't matter. They're not winning the series now, not with... 
an AHL goaltender. Even if Wall's been good, he's still an AHL goaltender, and he's not ready to for the Stanley Cup playoffs yet. Uh, so the second that happened, I'm like, well, that that's it. Uh, but Samsonov was probably hurt before then, and most fans have been able to notice this well before this, and you still played him. So like like Boston did with Allmark, Toronto did the same thing with Samsonov, and you handed your opponent the win. So good job, Leafs. Uh, you got past the first round, and I'm starting to wonder if you beat Tampa or if Tampa was just too hurt or too tired and just didn't have enough to go further this year. I'm wondering if you actually beat them or if Tampa just was too tired. I mean, you beat them, and you definitely were better in that series, but there was still a lot of the same in this series from that one of not being able to get out of your zone you didn't win a fucking game at home. You won one game at home this entire playoffs. So your home ice, it really mattered. Uh, and you kept, you, you didn't play Joseph Wall until it was too late. Sam, you played Samson, like you probably should have just started Wall in game three. Whatever. So, uh, Carolina and Florida. I mean, I, I counted out, I counted Carolina out against New Jersey, and New Jersey's a better team than Florida, so I shouldn't count them out now. Because I, I was wrong then, so I'm not going to count them out here. But I don't know, I think Florida might be tough for them. They definitely have the ability to beat Florida. But I'm I'm not sure. I'm I'm really not sure. I I mean Florida they got past Boston, they got past Toronto, both of them kinda handed it to them, but still you still be you still got past them. So something has to be said for that. And I don't know. I really think, I definitely think Florida could beat Carolina. Definitely think they could. Part of me wants uh, Florida to win this series with Carolina in five and then lose in the finals in seven because that would mean they lost nine total games before they were ultimately eliminated and cats have nine lives. So that would make sense. Uh, Or just, it would be amusing. Uh, But, I definitely want Carolina to win the series because they, out of the four teams that remain, they are my favorite of the four. Definitely, like uh, they're definitely the highest ranking in my favorite teams list that I have. Uh, the other three aren't even really on them. 
I don't dislike them, uh, but they aren't real. They, I'm I'm okay with those teams. They just aren't on my favorite team list. Uh, so, out of those, out of the four remaining, Carolina is who I want to win the most, and then I would want Dallas because of Pavelski, and then I would want Vegas just because, and then I would want like. 80 million pounds of bird shit layered over, and then under all of that, then there's Florida winning. Because Florida's not allowed to win. I would rather 80 million pounds of bird shit win the Stanley Cup than Florida. Because Sam Bennett exists. And if Sam Bennett didn't exist, I wouldn't really have an issue. I would still probably put them at fourth just because you beat the Leafs, but I wouldn't actually have a problem with you winning. But... Because of what happened, you're not allowed to. You can fuck off forever until next year. And then we can think about it. Uh, ever, you, have to do a, you have to do a lot for me to continue to hate you after that. We, just, we can press the reset button after this season is over. But for now, you're not allowed to. And let, like You would have to keep doing shit like this for years to come for it to just be continuously fuck off forever. Uh, but for now, you will not be allowed to win. And we will, and if you do somehow, we won't acknowledge it. There just won't be a Stanley Cup champion. There will be just two teams that ended up, ended up playing in the Stanley Cup final, and then, poof, suddenly it just stopped happening and nobody won. What do you think happened in the Boston and St. Louis series a few years ago? Uh, but yeah, uh, so that's that, uh, I'm gonna save this for now, and then we'll talk a little bit about the Leafs in general after this, because I'm just not exactly sure how much that's gonna take, and it's 50 minutes in. Okay, uh, so, uh, so the season is over again, and, well, Toronto, you finally won a round, and you won one game in the second round, so, uh, that means literally nothing, you've got, you won two more games, you won two more games in the last year, uh, I mean, you can be proud of winning the series. Obviously, you did something, and you did better. Uh, but you still only did that. That's still that's 25% of the way there. And you won one game past that. Uh, so, I mean... You can feel... You can always feel good about the fact that you won the series. Hooray, that... Demon should be off your back now, whatever. Uh, curse. That your three-year curse. I consider it a three-year curse. I don't consider it mo more than that, but... Uh, winning a series doesn't mean you won pretty much anything. You didn't win the cup. 
you and just because he won this series doesn't mean you will win the first series of a series next year. Uh, you aren't promised to get to the next round next year just because you did this year. So, uh, I mean, now you know how, but you have to take that and learn from it. But at the same time, you only won one more game. Well, you won two more games this time. So good job. But if, if you didn't win the round this year, the shit was going to get blown up. And you really didn't do much enough, do enough to not have shit get blown up still. Uh, if you had a better showing in the second round and you faced Boston and it was understandable why you didn't beat them. Okay. But it's not understandable why you didn't beat Florida. So, I mean, there's a couple of reasons why it's kind of understand. You can understand a couple things, but at the same time, still not good enough. And, I understood not doing much after last year. I mean, some changes, but, like, I think Edmonton needs big changes. Toronto, you need to do it, too. Now, I don't know what all of those changes are. The problems of trying to change things here still remain. Because, like, I, it's, I talked about it last year, what the problems are. Now, I'm I'm not talking just about the, the players, too, here, not this time. L- l- last year, I wasn't talking about anything about, besides just the players. Uh, I'm fine with Sheldon Keefe going. I like Sheldon Keefe, but I he was not good enough as a coach in either of these series and really any of the past few in the past few years. So I know Kyle Dubas likes him, but I think it's time for someone new. Uh, and I mean, I, I do like him. I just, I don't think he, I, I think they just need someone that's, that'll do better. Uh, I like Kyle Dubas. I don't mind if he's gone. I don't mind if he stays. But if he stays, things have to change. We can't stop just signing people from that one team that you worked at before or people that you like. Uh, we can't keep doing that. I don't care if Brendan Shanahan stays. I don't anything. I like honestly, the only people that I will be mad that if they're gone after this year, there's only three people. Matthews, Marner, Elander. But the problem is, well, it feels like someone has to go. And as much as that should be Tavares, probably, and I love Tavares, that's not a knock against Tavares, it's just he has a big contract and the other three have more to more to offer at this point. Uh, that's the problem. Of the four of them, he has 
he's definitely the one, especially with how big his contract is, that someone would want to trade for the least. So, like, as far as I'm concerned, like, you can throw, you can toss away both goalies, and I wouldn't care. I don't dislike either of them, but it's not good enough. Samsonov is fine, but he's not, he's been good, but he's not, eh. Now, people were saying Joseph Wool's been really good. I hope so. Uh, like, that might be your goalie going forward. I mean, it's probably going to be Wool and Samsonov, probably. And, like, I don't know. But it feels like you need a top five goalie to make this team win something. For real. But you could throw away the entire defense, as far as I'm concerned. The only one I would keep is Riley, but he has a big contract now. And I don't... I like several of them. I like Brody. I like Giordano. Giordano wasn't good. Almost 40 years old. Or more. Uh, Hull has got to go. Uh, But yeah, like... I would like to see Ryan O'Reilly stay. I would like to see Achari stay. I would like them to say, Michael Bunting's gone. So, like, you have to make major changes. And, like, you can't, as much as I'd be like, okay, well, keep those three people that I mentioned and then replace everyone else. Well, that doesn't really work, unfortunately. It's not really, there's not really a way to do that. You can't just throw away... You have, like, normally, like, 20-some people, 22 people. You know, you can't throw away 18 people. Or 19 people, and then, you know... Then just come up with everyone else and make a team, you know? So, like, it's not like... Ev- so, it's not like everyone's gonna be gone, but... Like, the only way to make major change is to... Remove one of the people from one of the major people that you have. Now you have Austin Matthews, who's going to need a contract soon, and he's going to be one of the most expensive people in the league. But, like, and it, like now, if, if you, if, if for some reason you were, found yourself, 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 unable to sign him, then you think of trading him beforehand. In that regard, I could understand that, but no. You can't, you can't do that. This is, this is who your team is, is hinges on here. Nylander is great. And he has the cheapest contract, but he'll be wanting more soon. Uh, Still, he has the cheapest contract, so he would be the easiest to trade. But for the same reason, you should keep him for the because he is cost controlled. Tavares should be the one that you trade. 
because he has the least upside going forward. And that doesn't mean he doesn't have upside. It just means he's the oldest of the four. So that kind of makes Marner the one that you would have to go. But he also makes a fuck ton of money. And also, no. So. (laughs) Who are you going to trade here that's going to make your team better in the long run? Is the question. And I know you need to make a major change, but, like, how? I And I said this last year, and this remains true. How? Now, I, you can tell me, oh, well, uh, Florida traded Matthew Kachuk, or got Kachuk for Huberto and Uyghur and so on. Yeah. Well, then who? Who are they going to get for Mitch Marner? That's going to do, that it's going to be similar. Uh, I heard it suggested that Columbus really liked him and they were going to give Marner 14 million or something. If you trade Mitch Marner to Columbus, you could fuck all the way off. Because first you have to, if you're going to trade them, it's, it's one thing and it's bad. You are not trading my favorite players to shitty teams. You are only allowed to trade my favorite players to teams that I like. Sorry. Uh, you will not trade them to the basement dwellers. After all they've done for you. Because I, I, I'm saying here, if you trade my... Like, you are my favorite team, but if you trade my three favorite players, or even maybe even just one of them, you're, you're, you're maybe losing my fandom with it. Like, I'll still like you, but you're not going to be number one anymore. You very likely won't be. I don't know who will be number one after that, but I'm almost certain it won't be you after that. Because I won't, I won't dislike you as a team. Because like I like you as a team. I didn't, I liked you before you had these players, but it's gonna take a lot for me to to be happy about what happens here. If if you lose the three guys that are the main reason I love your team right now, so I mean. I'm, I don't live in Toronto. We already talked about how I, in the last episode, how I, I, I live in Illinois and I feel like an outsider of this fan base anyways, kind of. So, like, it's, I'm not a bandwagon fan. And it's just, like, I, like, I've liked it since 2010. But, and I'll still like you, but you just aren't going to be number one because you're going to lose my favorite guys. And, like, why should I like you if none of my favorite guys are there? Like, I still like San Jose, but the guys that I love San Jose for aren't there, and they aren't my number one team right now either. So, like, this is, this will happen. So, like, do this, like, I know you have to do what you have to do, but also do that at your own risk. Not that you care about me, obviously, and I'm not saying that you should, but I'm just saying, uh, this, my, my hockey fandom won't be Leaf-centric if you do this at, at this point. And we'll have to, we would have to figure out who it would be then, but. Don't get rid of the wrong guys, is all I'm saying. Because, uh, like, I just, I don't know who you would get for that, for him. And, like, it would have to be something good. Like, if you trade Mitch Marner, it better make your team better. And, like, 
not necessarily in the way that Mitch Marner was good for you, but like it better improve your actually improve your ability to win in the playoffs next year. Whomever you trade better improve your ability to win next year. You need to have, you need to have, you really need to have Matthews and Marner and Nylander, and you have to have other guys that are really good to put on their lines so, like, they can be on separate lines, so then the people can make space for these guys to score the goals, and, and you're able to actually, like, get in the zone, have a forecheck, and, like, not have the same struggles you had against Tampa and Florida this year. You need to have guys on each line and your skill guys on the same, uh, at least one on each of these lines, so they can get past these idiots and actually score the goals. That's the problem. You need, you don't need, like, to have so many big guys, but, like, you you got closest this year with, with players like that, but you need... You need more big doofuses like Sam Bennett that will just beat the shit out of other people while your your actually good guys go and score goals. That's what you need. You need a mix. And you got closer this year. Like, you got O'Reilly, you got Shen, uh, and so on. But you need more of that. You need a bit more of a mix. And then... And also, maybe your star players should beat the shit out of people, too. Maybe some some of your star guys should be able to do that, too. Because, like, Kucherov beats the living shit out of people, for, and he's one of, the, uh, one of the best people on Tampa. So, come on. Marshawn. Et cetera, et cetera. So, you... I don't know what you're going to do there. Also, uh... Anyways, also Chicago won the draft lottery. That's not a surprise. I knew it was going to happen months ago. It's not rigged. It was just seemed like this is the thing that's going to happen. Weirdly, that you just know is going to, you just know it's going to happen. So that's not a surprise. A bunch of people bought season ticket whole season tickets already. They made more money. Chicago made more money in a couple hours than they they had to spend for covering up a sexual assault. So, you know, that's fucked up. Uh, also, tr- uh, uh, circling back to Toronto for a minute. Also, don't let in fans. Don't let fans that buy season seats that aren't actually fans and are just there to root against you for years, apparently. Those two dumb fucks that were there in Florida jerseys and who were previously there in Tampa jerseys. Why the fuck do you let them in? That's a loser mentality. Kick them out. That's bullshit. I mean, I know those two people are actually fans. Because nobody spends that much money giving to the Toronto team that they supposedly hate. And and buy jerseys for teams they don't actually care about. Just to dance like fucking morons. While after the opposing team scores because they know that the cameras have to put uh, opposing team fans on the screen to seem fair for some reason. Yeah. 
Also, Steve Levy is a terrible commentator. He's so bad that he makes me miss Kenny Elbert, and Kenny uh, Kenny Elbert is terrible. And yeah, that first that first game, I'm watching this game, and at least in this first period, and then the first period, the first period of the game was pretty good for Toronto. I would say they were playing pretty well, and then commentators are saying how this is a bad game for Toronto, and how this is like, and then like they're talking to Keith, and then it's like I, I don't think Keith knows what he's talking like knows what he's talking about on his team here. I'm like. No, I don't think you know what you're talking about about hockey at all. Like I can see that this was a pretty good period, mostly. Uh, the other periods not so much, but uh, at least in the especially in the first ten minutes, like you guys don't know what the, the fuck you're talking about. Never commentate a game again, please. You're terrible at this. Uh, I mean the ESPN leaves a lot to be desired with hockey. It's clear they still don't care. They left a 9-1 to baseball game on on Sunday and wouldn't turn that off in favor of putting the Golden Knights and Oilers Game 6 on, and they missed three goals! But whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, well, that that's... Pretty much it now. Uh, so we'll be back after the third round, I suppose. It won't be a very long episode, because we only have two series to talk about there. But alas, here we are. Have a good night. <laughs>